When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, and welcome back to Realistic Sustainability Educational Shorts. One thing I love about this whole podcasting thing is that it forces me to continue to research. Really, and not just research, but it creates this diversity in my research. I get to sit and learn about a lot of different things or be reminded about things I once knew or see how they've changed since the last time I was in school. In college, you are constantly surrounded by bright minds with their own perspectives and specialties. That's not always true in the regular world, especially like me. I don't work in this industry I have a passion for. I do like my job, but it isn't sustainability. So I kind of fall behind. There's times that there's things I don't know as they're coming out. Plus, when your passion is sustainability, you have a limited circle of people you can sit and chat with. Trust me, there's only so many conversations Jameson can endure listening to me talk about some of these things. And today's topic is kind of like one of those things. I want to talk about land preservation. I know not too long ago, I went on a big rant complaining about how we were selling off private public land for drilling and other things. But let's root cause it a little bit. Let's go back a little more. Why is it such a big deal that I got upset about not preserving land? I do think that you guys know the majority of it, but I have to at least say it. Most people do not see the connection between land preservations and sustainability. It's honest. You probably do because you listen to this show and you are a fan of sustainability. But the everyday person doesn't. To them, it's just a useless chunk of wasted space that could be more productive. In their mind, that space is not being productive at all. They don't see how it actually is. Some don't even realize that it is far more productive sitting as it sits than it is selling it to an oil or a mineral company because there are the intangibles, those things that we get without necessarily just seeing them every day. They see the tangibles. They see we can sell it, we can get something. They're looking for if we put an oil rig there and drill, we're going to have cheaper gas. Is that true? No, not even remotely close. But that's what's sold to a lot of people. What they don't realize is that those intangibles are a big deal. The simple fact that it is a pollinator space. When we don't disrupt land, it naturally grows. The right species, the local species of things, grow in those areas. Trees, weeds, flowers, whatever, it's there. And the natural surrounding wildlife treat it like home because it is home. To them, this is that space that is at home space. Now, does it help people? Yes. 
through being able to have these pollinators and animals that help everything we do when it comes to farming and other industries. We have to have those insects. We have to have those animals around. Those do help, especially out west. A lot of that open space is free grazing land, where then commercial companies can move cattle over or animals over and take that grass and eat it. They just have grazing contracts that are free, and it is being used. It's just not being used and destroyed. Those animals eat the grass. They leave a little deposit, which helps grow some more grass. It absolutely creates the space, the space where there's increased biodiversity. The more places humans are, the less biodiversity is there. We slowly try to eliminate everything but us. Well, there has to be spaces in this country and on this planet that are allowed to flourish. They're allowed to let species flourish. That is what this space is. When we try to kill off nature to enjoy nature, we are going to lose nature. So we still have to have those spaces. Another intangible, less concrete. When humans come in, we concrete everything. Everything has to be a road or a parking lot. That just creates more and more and more heat, leading to higher and higher temperatures. That's that whole urban heat island effect. Cities have it. You have to combat it by adding trees and greenery all over the place. It turns that area hotter. And it isn't helping global temperatures whatsoever. It also has impervious pavement there so that when it rains, it doesn't just immediately soak into the ground. It, it will run off in one direction or another. And if you're in a really hot climate, it never soaks in at all. It never makes it to a place to be able to go down. It just evaporates back up, adding to the humidity. And humidity is a greenhouse gas. So this heat keeps making life harder and worse. Protecting land is just that. Protecting the nutrient of that land, it's there as a backup, I guess, if we never could farm again. But really, it's having this, this virgin piece of land. You're protecting the water rights below it. You're protecting the mineral rights within it. It is something very important to us. Here in Michigan, we preserve a ton of trees. Up north, it is primarily forest. And in those areas, we need to protect those cheese. That is a very important part of Michigan being Michigan. We don't need a lumber company coming in and clearing the state. So most of Michigan's parks are forest, and those forests are protected. They allow people to come in and take what has fallen dead on the ground, helps kind of clean up, reduce fire hazards. But the trees themselves, the land itself, and the animals within are primarily protected through those preserves. You can actually reduce greenhouse gases, at least that's some square footage that we are not developing into an oil rig or pumps or machines bringing electricity into the area. And it reduces the fact that of sprawl. Right now, the United States is, <laughs> we have sprawled everywhere. Sprawl in our cities and towns is just out of control. Just picking far away areas and starting over isn't going to help. You know, you put a few oil rigs there, then they want a few houses, and then they, well, there's a few houses, we're going to need a little store. Next thing you know, you have a small town that spreads out over several miles again. We just keep doing that from spot to spot to spot. Those oil rigs start to go down, those pumps start to go down, and that town dies if it doesn't find something else it's going to do. It's just waste. And in the meantime, we destroyed the land underneath it. 
soil preservation. We've re- you can reduce pollution, and that's a big deal. There's a lot of pollution out there because of us from a lot of different industries. If we can have a handful of spaces, even at minimum, to just not be poisoned, we should take it because we're going to regret that. Because right now what people see is just what they see as tangibles. They get to go camping because a lot of these preserves have camping spaces. And it has natural beauty. These national parks, state parks, they're really just, in some people's eyes, purely a vacation spot. But they're more than that. It's the biodiversity that comes from there that allows us to grow our foods and be who we are today. So when you see people complaining about the money we spend on preserving land or why are we not using this space, remind them the rest of the country is being used. And if they're saying there's no more resources, well, there's a reason. Then we're abusing them. There should still always be some space that reminds us of what this place was. And hopefully over time, as sustainability gets hold and people start to understand it better and better, we can start pulling these concrete jungles back. We can start creating more natural space. We grow up, not out reduce that sprawl, and have more space to really enjoy nature. Because nature, well, we're part of it. We don't own it. We're just a resident. Thank you so much for listening to this short. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, share it with a friend or on social media. If you want to help Realistic Sustainability, click a follow on your your favorite podcast platform. Following the podcast is one of the bigger things you can do. Or simply click a like on those episodes you like. Or my favorite, just leave a five-star review. I like the comments. And I think the only ones I've seen as of late are through Apple or iTunes. They seem to report them. So when you do it, I should see it. It makes me feel warm and fuzzy. Last, if you really feel like this show brings a lot of value to your life and you want to help us out financially and you're and you're able to and you choose to, then thank you. You can visit greeningyourlife.org forward slash podcast. It's a great place to do donations, or you can actually sign up to become what they call a sustainer, someone who's going to donate 99 cents, $4.99, $9.99 a month. Whatever works for you. You can also find that on the Anchor hosting site on anchor.fm. Just search Realistic Sustainability. Again, we always appreciate your time and support. We appreciate you sharing part of your day with us. And remember, we only get together each day to get a little bit better. Little bit, little bit, big bit. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next week. Learning should always be fun. It's proven. When you make it fun, kids will remember. Here at Stepnetics, we believe in teaching kids about science, technology, engineering, and math by building projects. These students are building robots, rockets, electrical circuits, cars, and much more. STEM surrounds us, and the biggest companies in the world are tech companies. Let us help you support your little scholars and prepare them for the future. For more information, visit us at stemnetics.org.